Welcome to our true crime, true family podcast. Quarantine equals no life, so we've decided to start a true crime podcast. I'm Emily, and along with my mom, Kate, and our cousin Paige, we will be discussing popular true crime documentaries and cases. Due to sensitive subject material and explicit language, viewer discretion is advised. Hey, we're back this week with Leaving Neverland. Daniel threw her off, sorry. We were back this week with Leaving Neverland, here with my mom, Kate, and my cousin Paige. Good job. There you go. She's like, bye, please don't talk to me anymore. Does she have questions for the second podcast? I think so, yeah. Okay. And she she's trying to turn something. I can't remember what it was she said she was turning in. I stopped listening. Oh, she's got, like, schoolwork that needs turned in? Mm-hmm. Oh. And I started to be like, oh, well, we can do it later. And then I was like, just do the intro, because you really don't talk beyond that anyway. It's only if you, yeah. like, have bodily functions that that ever happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> this we're was so yucky. TikTok. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just, she sends us random TikToks in the middle. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Michael Jackson is really gross. (sighs) Okay. So the thing is, is like when he had that whole big trial in 2010, I think it was. Uh huh. I was really like, and he was found not guilty. Mm hmm. I really rooted for that he he didn't do. Yeah, I was really rooting for him not to be disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he really was. I also, in 2010, was 10 years younger and didn't really know much about the... It might have even been before that, but did not know much about the legal system. Yes. So Yeah, our legal system is, like, seriously lacking. It's insane. Like, the stuff that I've learned, it's like, oh, really? Like, this is just how lives are. Okay. Yeah. But I've also, like, worked in the court system. So, like, I learned a lot during, ow, during that, oh, it was in 2005. So... I was 15 years younger and I really knew nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. But and see, the thing is, I fully believe that that happened to Michael Jackson. And I think that he needed like a lot of intensive therapy that he never received. Oh, he was totally fucked up his whole life. Yeah, but I think I think he like somebody did what he was doing to him and he never like mentally he was never really like an adult. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. Like the whole thing is sad cuz it's like Yeah, I mean there were parts of me that wanted to be like, "No, I didn't." Like, "No, that didn't happen." I mean, I, obviously I know it happened. Now I will say I did feel more sorry for James than I did for Wade. But at the end, I did kind of feel bad for Wade, too. You know who Wade is, don't you? 
Um, he broke up Brittany and Justin. There it is. Yep. I wrote, who I know as the guy Britney Spears cheated on Justin Timberlake with, and I'm still not over that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I already, Wade already had things against him. What, like bad public opinion? My bad public opinion, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't come come to this in a non-biased standpoint? No. no. Well, also, Wade and his mother are very annoying because they're very overdramatic in the way they speak. And, like, he tells it like he's trying to sell a story. And I remember I was eight years old and my penis trembled. It's like, can you not? Can you just get on with the story? I don't want to hear you, like, say it very sing-songly. Yeah, you are right about that. I guess I didn't realize that, like, when I was watching it, that he was like that, but he was. He was. And and James just seems very broken. And I really wanted to just hug him and make him feel better. Yeah, like, it's like that at some point in his life, he came to this realization that his idol and mentor did do something wrong to him that he didn't realize was wrong when he was little. And now he has to, like, live with that. And now this man is dead. And there's no... Right. There's no, like, confronting. There's no... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I do think, like, that kind of abuse fucks you up way... Like, I mean, obviously, like, any kind of molestation as a child is going to fuck you up. But, like, especially when it seems like people that that realize later that what it is is wrong, but like spent a good chunk of time just thinking that's how everybody did things. Yeah. And like, I think it's like a double shock or something. Cause I do think that's like, I um was reading something about that where it said, I think they're more likely to commit suicide and, or like people that have like a complicated, like when you don't just, it's not, not that it would ever be preferable, but like if somebody broke into your house and beat the shit out of you and raped you, you wouldn't have like anything good associated with that particular memory. Mm-hmm. But when it's like somebody that you love and care about and who genuinely maybe like it didn't physically hurt, even though it's still abuse, like you don't understand what that means yet. Yeah. And so then when you realize what it means later, it's like. I don't know. And I think it also probably like immatures you too, because they say when you go through like a trauma, your brain doesn't like develop past a certain age. Right. Based on some of our family members, I tend to believe that's true. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. That would be so, that would be weird because at least like that, I did think that like, well, at least if it was like just something bad and horrible, like you could be like, that's bad and horrible. But when you have such, and I also, I think I also did not like Wade and Wade's family because his mom seems like she would have been okay with it had she known what was going on from the beginning anyway. And like, I feel like the other lady, Stephanie, that she seemed genuinely like, I can't believe that this happened and I didn't know that it was happening. And Joy's like, um, oh, no, I met you once. Should I move from 
um, Australia, sure, I'll be on the next flight. Yeah. Yeah. But they all did also, like, I don't want to put blame on parents because that's not right either. But, you know, weren't there, there was, wasn't there already, like, molestation like that was in 93 so like i think like the molestation the first one so like did that already happen like you no, know I, think, I don't think he hadn't been accused of that then oh okay um when he first met them but um i mean he groomed them like from so so young mm mm-hmm. mhm and I mean, he just like, I, I don't know. He just needed a lot of therapy. Like, I wonder about his kids sometimes. Like, what they must have been put through. You think so? Not necessarily like that he did stuff to them. I don't know that. But like, I mean, it had to happen to him and he had like about a billion siblings. So like, who knows if it was somebody that lived in his house that like, I don't know if it would be like that kind of molestation, but like just growing up with your dad like that. And like, look, like I, I have no idea why you would have somebody coming to your house and giving you propofol to go to sleep. Like that sounds insane. Yeah. So like who even knows what like the truth is, but like, I do always wonder like, what did those kids really see? Yeah. And I don't necessarily mean like the gross sex stuff because I think he probably hopefully kept that very, very separate from them, which he seemed like he compartmentalized things. So he probably would have to. Mm hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> I wrote, um, Um, the documentary opens at a photo shoot that seems fairly benign. And then I wrote James Safe Chuck. And I wrote, what a horrible name. <laughs> Says that he believes he, and he's talking about Michael, was happy when he, James, was with him. So Michael was happy with James. And at that time, Michael was at the peak of his success. And then Wade says, that he was one of the most gentle and caring people that he knew. And Michael helped him with his career and his creativity. And then Wade says, and he also sexually abused me. And I wrote, yikes, that's going to be rough. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, especially if they keep showing a ton of close-ups of Michael Jackson's botched plastic surgery face. (laughs) I said, all that money, I'd be so pissed. (laughs) really would be i'd be like oh for real like i can buy a country and you can't fix my face (laughs) and they show home video footage of a white family having a birthday party for a toddler and it looks like it's his second birthday and inexplicably (laughs) there's a big egg with a hat eyes nose and a mouth at the table and i was very confused what that was and why it was there And then Wade Robson introduces himself, and he is the third of three kids, and he was born in Brisbane, Australia. And I wrote, but he does not have an Australian accent. No, he does not. 
Um, Shane is the oldest brother who has a slight Australian accent, and his sister Chantal didn't have an accent either. So his mom Joy brought home video of the making of Thriller. Wade loved it and would watch it over and over again. And Wade plastered posters of Michael Jackson in his room. One of Joy's friends suggested she enter Wade in a dance competition where the grand prize was to meet Michael. Wade was five. He was too young to compete, but they let him do a special performance. So the judge of the contest declared Wade the winner. And it seemed very staged to me for some reason, but they didn't also show his dance. I don't even know what the hell that thing was. (laughs) And so then they introduced James Safechuck. Which, that is a very weird name. Yeah. Um, he grew up in Simi Valley, and his dad worked for the family rubbish company. And I wrote, so I'm a trash company? Like, rubbish company? That's, you just, like, you're in the trash, right? Your sanitation. <laughs> um, his mom, Stephanie, was a hairstylist. Now, I really liked Stephanie. I was not a fan of Joy at all. Um, shocker. Stephanie really wanted a baby so um, oh when Stephanie and James Sr. got married he already had two kids and a vasectomy but she really wanted a baby so he got it reversed and she ended up having James Jr. but she calls him Jimmy so Jimmy started doing commercials when he was little and Jimmy met Michael doing a Pepsi commercial Michael invited Jimmy into his trailer and Stephanie stayed outside. Um, I wouldn't have done that. Not necessarily because I'd be worried about my kid, but I'd be like, um, the hell you're hanging out with a celebrity and I'm not. <laughs> but like, I don't know that I would have been worried about my kid. I'd have been like, um, no, we go together. Are you insane? Um, and Michael Jackson prior to the abuse was pretty popular. Because I feel like this was way before any of the abuse came out. Uh, but Yeah, probably. Wade says that Michael performed two concerts in Brisbane and Wade went to the first night. So they had a meet and greet with Michael. Michael said, oh, I wish I'd known I brought him. I would have brought him on stage. And Joy was like, well, we'll be there tomorrow night. And Michael was like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. So I wrote, so Wade takes 10 years describing being on stage with Michael. (laughs) Joy seems very annoying, and maybe it's her hair. The next morning, they went to Michael's hotel to give him a thank you note. And like, okay, lady, you're a full-on stalker. (laughs) So they got invited up to Michael's hotel suite. And Wade's mom, Joy, takes forever getting to the point as well. And I'm very skeptical of their account of things. Like, it all just fell in their lap and Joy wasn't behind the scenes using her kid to try to get close to a celebrity. Like, Joy all but, like, I don't know. She had, like, some Chris Kardashian-Jenner dreams. <laughs> so, Stephanie says that Michael called Jimmy after their commercial commercial aired. And that's how they became friends. Michael sent a camera crew to their house to film Jimmy talking about Michael. They had to put up posters of Michael in Jimmy's room because he didn't have any. Um, Michael was lonely and had no friends. And so the family was invited to the Havenhurst house, which was the family's former home. Or I don't know if it was just Michael's. I thought it was like for their family. 
Um, so they met the Jackson family and watched Batteries Not Included, like, before it was out in the movie theaters. And Michael gave Jimmy his thriller jacket and an envelope of cash. Stephanie says he came over and went through the house giggling like a little kid. And that's still so weird. I'd be like, ew, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stephanie says she looked at Michael as another son. Um, and I said, Stephanie seems very naive. So Jimmy went to Hawaii with Michael for the Pepsi convention, which, like, why would you be going to the Pepsi convention? Stephanie wouldn't allow them to have any sleepovers on that trip. They did a mock interview, which they play, and it sounded, like, really, like, lame to me. Like, it was just, you know, like, they were saying nothing. But he says it's hard to listen to because you can hear the infatuation and attraction in his voice. And he's talking about himself. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I hear nothing. (laughs) And he sounds like he's talking, like, about next girlfriend. But Michael would call and talk to their whole family. And so he kind of became friends with everyone. So Michael let Jimmy join the tour for the summer. And Stephanie went with Jimmy. And Jimmy would come out during... Um, the song Bad just like Wade had done when um, they were in Australia so watching the crowd show up for Michael is insane like that would be stress yeah. inducing like I would probably <laughs> cry Um, Stephanie was very excited because she got to meet Sean Connery and Jimmy got to meet Harrison Ford and go to the set of Indiana Jones and Harrison taught him how to use a bullwhip and then gave it to him so, like, that would be, like, the coolest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. And Stephanie says that Tina, Tina Turner said that little white, white boy can dance about Jimmy. And so the whole family continued to get close to Michael. And eventually, Michael and Jimmy started having sleepovers. And Stephanie was like, I don't remember saying that they could have sleepovers, but I must have. Like, I had to have said that that must have been how it changed. And like that, I would believe would happen because you get like someone's that close to your family. It would be like if you and I went to like a hotel and I would never have even thought twice about it. And so that's kind of like Mm -hmm. sad. Um, But um, I said, now part of me wants to judge, but at that point they all seemed very close and they probably thought nothing of it. But like you do wish, like you do want to be like, ew, why would you ever let your Mm -hmm. kid do that? But like, I I don't know. I could see. And I I do feel like people think being a celebrity is some sort of like, like background check. Like you feel like, you know, the person, so you don't like, take as many like precautions as you would when it's like oh I'm hiring someone to babysit my kid yeah I could see that so Jimmy says that in Paris Michael introduced him to masturbation and I was like (laughs) Jimmy said that Michael set it up like I'm going to show you something that everybody does and you'll really enjoy it and I wrote I bet like god (laughs) Jimmy says, I remember my penis swelling up because I did it so much the first time, and I wrote in all caps. Yeah, I think I remember making a face to that comment. Jimmy, making me extremely uncomfortable, says, I remember dipping my penis in warm water. And I was like, why? And he said that Michael filled a cup up with water so I could pee, and it was hard to pee. 
And Jimmy says, I don't have any unpleasant memories other than it was hard to pee. Like, that sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. So, like, I don't know how you don't have any bad memories. Jimmy says, I don't have an unpleasant memory other than it was hard to pee. It felt like bonding in a way. And I said, yeah, a gross way. (laughs) Jimmy says the tour was at the start, was the start of this sexual couple type relationship. Jimmy and Michael were together 24-7. Jimmy didn't really want Stephanie there anymore, which weird. Jimmy says, Michael really liked it if you bent over and spread your cheeks. And I said, look, you don't have to tell us everything. (laughs) Then Michael would masturbate. And Michael liked when Jimmy would rub his nipples. And I was like, fucking gross. Like, why? So they would do stuff. And when Michael wanted to ejaculate, he would finish himself off. And I said, Paige, I feel you picked this to curse me out. <laughs> At this point, Jimmy and Michael. The sexual content of it. And how it would scar you. Like, <laughs> Jimmy and Michael just always roomed together. Stephanie says their room started getting further away when she asked. She was always told, like, no suites were available near them. And she. She's like, look, like I'm a human, but like, okay, I'll I'll take the suite on a different floor. Michael would tell Jimmy over and over again how important it was that they not get caught. It would ruin both of their lives. And I was like, oh. Jimmy says they started French kissing and then kissing involved body parts and finally sucking dick. And I was like, just <laughs> goddamn it. Like, first of all, French kissing. Like, first of all. How can you even kiss Michael Jackson? That shit would look like silly putty coming at you. (laughs) I would be afraid like his face would be like it would move like it was clay. Mm. It's so gross. Like he's so nasty. (laughs) And not like just like the kitty stuff nasty. It's like you look disgusting. He looks like if the room's too hot, his face would melt. <laughs> Jimmy says he remembers that one time he was sleeping and he woke up and Michael said he had performed oral sex on him while he slept. And I said, um, you would think that would have woken him up. Like, I don't feel like you sleep through that. Stephanie says that she would go to the door and try to listen. And I am shocked there wasn't security outside yeah. that door preventing just that. Stephanie says they would be doing kid things. And I was like, oh, Jimmy, overshare of the century, says that he wouldn't actually ejaculate. It would be this lubricant without anything in it that would sort of leak out. And leak out of what? His dick tip. <laughs> <laughs> I snorted. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't with that. Oh my god. It's so nasty. And the interviewer's like, from you? It was from you? It's like, all right, come on. And he's like, yeah. 
Michael would ejaculate. And I said, the level of uncomfortable that I am <laughs> right now. Probably just- Michael, wow. <laughs> That's so gross. Look, first of all, like, I don't want to know that much. Like, first of all, I don't think dicks are that, like, attractive. Like, the- they just look weird. Well, we all think that. Well, yeah, so, like, the, I, like, look, it's just not something I'd like to focus on. Like, ugh. Michael told Jimmy that he was his first sexual experience, and I was like, ah, doubtful. Maybe the first child he groomed, but I even oh. doubt that. And 100%, I believe that somebody did that to Michael. You think he was abused as a child? Yeah, I, I think obviously like look how fucking weird he was there's that you don't he was very mentally abused i don't know if i've ever heard anything of sexual abuse but i know i've heard definitely of mental abuse well and i do know physical abuse like i think their dad Mm. used to beat them with like yes that is true too um stephanie says that michael would ask stephanie to tell Jimmy to not hold his hand in public because he didn't want people to get the wrong idea or say something nasty. And he kind of said it to her, like, I don't want to embarrass him. So, like, can you just tell him that? And then Jimmy is like, we would scratch the palm of the other one's hands when we were holding hands to signal the other one that you were thinking of them sexually. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> Like, that's so fucking gross. Like, it's so gross. It's so gross. Like, beyond the fact that it's an adult and a child, which is just fucking, how does anything about a child turn you on? Like, the just the sound of a child's voice would make me want to close up shop. Like, children are <laughs> awful. Jesus. So, I don't really get all of that. But, then it's like Michael Jackson, like you look like a nightmare. Could you imagine waking up to that? Like, what if the moonlight hit that wrong? Like, I would be like, oh my god, like I'm about to die. <laughs> he looks disgusting. Oh my god. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. The safe trucks were the first guests at Neverland Ranch, and you know Wade is like upset about that. Yeah. You think all of those kids were, like, butthurt when another boy got brought in? A hundred percent for sure. A hundred percent for sure. Um, Michael had told Jimmy that he was building the house for him, Neverland Ranch or whatever. So Jimmy says that Michael had a room that was difficult to get to and bells would trip if people were coming. Jim said, Jimmy said it started with oral sex and then he would want me to suck on his nipples and I was like who like are like are guys nipples even that sensitive I dated somebody who liked that I mean not enough to like uh, talk a little I don't know and then he would finish himself so fucking gross Jimmy says that Michael had an Indian fort with teepees. They would lay out sleeping bags, hang out, have snacks, and have sex there as well. Like, that is so fucking gross. He, it's like, just, he's like, a different rooms. He's like, um, the game room and an attic and then the guest house 
where his memorabilia was, the movie theater. And it's like, oh my God. Is this documentary before? Yeah. Have I? Oh, I thought you had. No, like I generally, generally avoid them when I know it's just going to be all kitty porn and like things that are going to make me want to get I don't, I didn't realize what I did to you. Oh, I fully thought no, it was no. I, <laughs> I was looking through my HBO Max app and saw it pop up, and I was like, "Oh, I just watched that. We should do that one." <laughs> Didn't think about all that stuff. Ugh. Stephanie said the door was locked one time, and Michael came down and made some excuse. And when they she was let in, they were closed, so she didn't really like think anything about it. She said they were laying on a bed, but still I didn't even think anything about it. And so, like, Jimmy's just continuing to list places they had sex in Neverland. And, like, they had sex every single day. It's, like, disgusting. So, Jimmy said that while all this was going on, Michael was also starting to separate you from your parents or family. Stephanie says that her and her husband are still married, but they sleep in separate bedrooms. And it's like, okay, well, who asked you that? Like, that's a weird thing to, like, throw out there. And so while Jimmy was having fun, her marriage was falling apart. And she doesn't believe that Jimmy ever knew how bad it was. And it cuts to Jimmy talking about how, like, him and Michael would eavesdrop on his parents fighting. And Michael would be like, look how mean your mom is. And Michael would feed into that and, like, be like, oh, if you lived here, you would never have to hear yelling like that. Jimmy says you start to think your parents are bad and Michael is good. Well, like, also, he's got a lot of money. I would think that was good. Like, kids are stupid and, like... You could easily be like, oh, look, here, you can have a video game. And you're like, oh, fuck you, parents. I never really <laughs> liked you. So on to Wade Robson. We see him dancing as a kid. And I just, I really, I don't like him. His parents say he is self-taught. And Wade, as a kid, says he just started copying Michael Jackson's music videos. And that's how he learned to dance. Joy tries to act like this was all Wade's idea and he can stop whenever he wants. Like, self-taught Wade went with his dance company to Disney for a competition. Joy says, in Brisbane, Michael told her that if they were ever in the States to look him up. And I said, this dizzy bitch is like, so I started calling around television stations trying to find a number for Michael Jackson. She eventually found his assistant's number. And Michael remembered Wade and invited them to a studio in Sherman Oaks. I said, now, Stephanie seems dumb and clueless. And Joy seems like she hunted all of this down and, like, pretty much, like, put Wade on, like, a platter for Michael. I said, Wade talks too much and that's coming from me. They show up to this studio and Michael invites them to Neverland and you can see Joy relive her Kris Jenner Kardashian dreams of being a stage mother. They were all blown away by Neverland. So Chantal and Wade came in and asked if they could sleep with Michael and of course Joy immediately is like sure that's fine. And Joy says we just thought that's fine and Chantal was with him as well which I thought was weird that she said that because if anything I think I would be like I was more worried about Chantal at the time and not didn't even think anything about Wade, but like it would have been weirder for me to let Michael stay with Chantal than it would have for Michael to stay with Wade. But Joy doesn't seem like she really cared who stayed with Michael. 
Um, Wade is like, we met him for four hours before, but we felt like we knew him. So it made it not weird to stay in Michael's room. Yeah, right. You just like wanted to be around him. Granny says Michael was just like a child. Chantal says he felt like family. Joy says Michael said watching Wade was like looking in a mirror. And that would have hurt my feelings. <laughs> I just feel like my child is not ugly. Um, but um, Joy was very impressed. She's still impressed about it. Wade says the second night they slept in Michael's room again and Wade woke up in the middle of the night and Michael was all hunched over sobbing saying he didn't want them to leave. Wade thought if I leave what's going to happen to him and I would have been like who can get me out of here faster. Like God you're like look like a nightmare now you're crying great. Um, so their original plan was they were just going to go to the Grand Canyon in an RV with the whole family. So Michael offered for Wade to stay at Neverland for the week. Seven-year-old Wade. And Joy's like, well, Wade wanted to stay. And I said, shocker. Like, she's like, I actually didn't have an issue with it. And of course you didn't, Joy. You're a fucking idiot. Like, Chantal got the shaft and still had to go with her family. Wade was thrilled. Granny was excited to see snow in the Grand Canyon. And Joy was like, I felt anxious about leaving Wade at times. Like, you still didn't stop. Which, like, what kind of person is like, oh, yeah. Like, you might feel like you know someone, but I'm not leaving my kids with some random ass <laughs> person. Ugh. Wade says Michael immediately began touching him. Michael fondled him through his pajamas and then direct contact. He wasn't scared. Michael guided him to do the same to him. It escalated rapidly showering together kissing him playing with his nipples like and like michael likes a lot of nipple action yeah michael went down on wade and wade describes his hair and it's disgusting and then wade's like a full adult grown man sized penis in my mouth in my seven-year-old mouth i was like all right wade like we didn't need that like they're gross yeah Michael didn't ejaculate when Wade did oral. He would finish himself off. Well, that's nice of him. Wade would bend over and spread his cheeks. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, who wants to look at an (laughs) asshole? Even grosser, while he was in that position, Michael would come stick his tongue in his anus. And, like, I need to go to church in confession for just watching this. Jimmy... I don't know why. I believe Jimmy more than Wade. Like, I believe it happened to both of them. But I think Wade, like, added things that were not true. You think? I mean, he just seems like an exaggerator. It seems like, like, Wade heard Jimmy's story and was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm gonna. He did all that and this to me. Oh, you think you one up him? I think so. And, I mean, like, he, all of this grooming and sex happened within five days. Like, that's hard for me to believe. Michael told him not to trust anyone, especially women. 
It's like, oh yeah, women are the like evil of the world, you fucking weirdo. Don't trust that fucking plastic surgeon you went to. The following week, they were supposed to be going to San Francisco, but Wade didn't want to go. So Joy, Chantal, and Wade went to Los Angeles with Michael, while Dennis and her parents went to San Francisco for the week. And Dan would never. And to be fair, I would never. I would be like, oh, if you think you're going to go with those kids to hang with the celebrity while I hang out with <laughs> your parents, you better go the fuck ahead. Like, I will divorce you very fast. <laughs> I'm not gonna go hang out with your parents when I could be doing stuff with like a celeb. <laughs> These people all have issues, and like I don't, I'm still not like just like I I know it's like exciting. It's Michael Jackson, but my kids aren't just gonna be gone. Yeah. And um, well, do you think that's like a sign of the times, though? I mean, it's just a sign that people well, are yeah, stupid, but like. I mean, I think that I think it's that thing of like it's a celebrity and you can open up a newspaper and see where they are. So it's like this false sense of like transparency. Mm-hmm. But I still would like not be like cool. And look, look, I'm not going in an RV with like my family or like not even my family, like my in laws. I like my in laws. I and I would go with them to somewhere, but like not for celebrities. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna miss out on that like no you're you you can ditch your parents who can go within the rv or you can go with them i'm doing the fun <laughs> thing i said these people have issues michael would take them shopping and buy them whatever they wanted and i said it sounds like a gross supermarket sweep. <laughs> wade slept in michael's room joy's like they just stayed in the room a lot like oh you fucking idiots <laughs> Like, first of all, one, I it's a little bit weird that, like, it's like, okay, I'm going to bed. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, have fun with that 40-year-old man tonight, son. Wade slept, um, Wade, or Michael would abuse Wade with his mom in the next room. And Michael told Wade that if anyone found out, they would both go to jail. I'm like, uh, why the hell would I go to jail? Well, kids don't know any better. Well, no, but I still think if anybody tried to tell me I was going to jail, I'd be like, hi, I'm a lion, say it's your idea. You're going to jail. <laughs> Stephanie says that she did feel sorry for him. He's this, like, lonely man that didn't really have a childhood, and so he acts like a child all the time. And, you know, she felt like they made him happy. And Stephanie says he would want to come over to the small house and hang out in our house with us, like, to him that was I guess like you know like exciting for him where like most people are like I want to live the rich life he's like no I want to like be normal um which I mean yeah that's sad but like you have a lot of money to like make yourself feel better with um and she said that Michael would act like ah I'm home and Stephanie says it was all overwhelming and like a fairy tale and they all fell into it Jimmy and Michael had a mock wedding ceremony and Michael gave him a wedding ring. And at first I thought like it was going to be like we did it in the backyard and I was going to be like, okay, these people need to go to jail. But Jimmy was really into jewelry. So Michael would give him jewelry for sexual acts, which like, look, I'm like 40 and married and I don't even do that. I'm like, look, oh, you think I'm going to do that? Have fun. Here's some lotion. Oh my. 
Jimmy, <laughs> look, it smells real nice, okay? Jimmy <laughs> blames himself, which is sad because, like, even though he probably knows on some level it's not his fault, like, that's, like, the fucked up thing about abuse is, like, they trick you into thinking what, What's he blaming himself for? Just that, like, all of this stuff happened. Like, if he hadn't liked the jewelry so much, then maybe he wouldn't have been asked to do all this sexual. Like, he's he believed the grooming of, like, Michael acted like this is something that they both did. It wasn't like, oh, I did this. Oh. Well, that's sad. Yeah. And he, he, like, he just seemed so sad talking about all of it. And he was super uncomfortable talking about it and looking at the jewelry. Like, he was like, I need to put this away. And I was like, oh, God, that sucks. Because you just know, like, that's just the awful things he probably did. Mm. Wade says that he left Australia as Michael Jackson's fan and came back to Australia as Michael Jackson's best friend and his lover. It's like, all right, settle down there, Wade. Like, Jesus Christ. They would speak all the time and talk for hours at a time. And Michael told Wade to keep training and dancing. Michael told him he would be a director one day. Michael called him Applehead and then Little One. Michael would sing, has anyone seen my little one? My little one is here like a lullaby. It felt cozy and endearing. And Michael bought Wade a fax machine. <laughs> like, a fax machine. Could you imagine? And they sent faxes constantly. Joyce says the living room, living room would be filled with faxes. Like, I would be like, a fax machine? Are you for real? Joy felt like her and Michael had a relationship outside of the relationship with Wade. And I wrote, well, of course you did. You are extremely <laughs> delusional. What if Mike, what if Joy thought that Michael had a crush on her? <laughs> she was like he just he looked at me and I just knew it's like oh um she says that they were very close like a brother or a close friend granny says that Michael began ringing joy all the time and I said did granny hear this from joy or did she act- actually witness this because if it was just from joy I don't know that I would believe it Wade felt like he would end up living in Neverland with Michael Joy and Wade hit the Australian talk show circuit. It was quite a bit of time before Michael flew them back to the States. And that's very weird. Like, that you just all of a sudden thought this person was going to, like, fund your whole lifestyle. So, Michael was doing a campaign for LA Gear Shoes. And Michael saw that as a great opportunity for Wade to be a part of the campaign. So, Joy immediately pulls him out of school for six weeks. And Wade just felt like Ellie was home to him. And he was anticipating the sexual contact, which disgusting. Joy has some really happy memories of Neverland. Joy says Wade and Michael would avoid her, which, geez, lady. So, she was alone a lot and playing with the chimps. That sounds awful. Wade slept in Michael's bed. He says all the sexual acts became routine. Michael started showing Wade porn and Wade wanted to like it because Michael liked it and it um, it affected Michael more. So Wade keeps repeating that he was seven. He says it a lot. I was like getting uncomfortable. Like, can, can we not hear that any more times? And right before they were supposed to go back to Australia, Michael said to Joy, like, he asked her if little one could live with him for a year. And Joy says she was stunned and said, absolutely not. And I said, oh, okay, now you have boundaries? Like, that's some weird thing for him to ask. 
And, you know, she was just really mad that she wasn't invited (laughs) on that. So Michael offered to help with his career. And Wade says a tug of war started between Michael and Joy. Michael said he always gets what he wants. And Joy said, not this time. Joy said, I will share Wade with you, but I'm not going to leave him with you. And I said, well, that's a weird thing to say. Like, why would you ever say that to anybody about your kid? Oh, I'll share him with you. Like, what? Michael said he needed a few days to prepare Wade to leave. Like, what? So Joy called home like, it'll be a few more days. I don't like Joy. Michael told Wade to learn how to shove his feelings. Like, that whole thing is weird. Like, first of all, like, I could not even imagine calling Dan and being like, um, yeah, it's going to be a few more days. Michael has to prepare Wade to leave. Dan, like, are you for fucking real? Like, you're about to go to jail. Michael makes a weird birthday video for Wade. Um, Michael says he doesn't celebrate his birthday, of course, because he was a Jehovah's Witness. And I said, also, he had about a billion siblings. I'd like to be a Jehovah's Witness, too. (laughs) Could you imagine having to buy all those gifts for all those kids? And even if you're super rich, I'd uh, like that's still mm-hmm. a lot of money and that shit sounds exhausting but um, Michael says Wade should be spending the day with his parents who conceived him on his birthday like first of all why would you put it like that maybe that's like the Jehovah Witness type of thing look don't please don't anybody say something about conceiving and me spending the day with my parents who conceived me gross they did not <laughs> oh that's where we're going with that <laughs> look I don't I choose not to believe that okay this is a test too oh baby God. that's so gross like, yeah Michael's trying to tell Wade he should be spending the day with his parents who conceived them and Wade should be giving them presents and be thankful and Michael you are weird like that's the big hill you're gonna stand on of like things that you should be doing for people like um hey don't touch little kids and like you can't tell me you didn't know it was bad because you had to groom a while to not tell on you so wade thinks that around that time his dad's relationship changed dennis it seems like he just kind of got pushed out of the picture and joy basically confirmed all of it so she left him in Australia to handle everything while she was with Wade and Michael. Joy's like, D- we grew apart. It's like, yeah, I bet that. I mean, living one of you living in Australia and one of you living in the United States, like Elevate. that can't be good for a marriage. Yeah. So Dennis began having emotional troubles and anxieties. He was diagnosed as bipolar. And Joy's like, I put Wade and his career first. It's like a career. Okay. Like. She seems like predatory too. Like maybe not in like the sexual way that Michael is. But like she definitely uses her kids big time. Yeah. So Jay, Joy believed that. Well, sorry, well what yeah, she did because <clears throat> she used that child to get to Michael Jackson for years. Yeah, like, she, I mean, it could, like, Wade could have been, like, I hate dancing. And she'd be, like, well, that's fine, yeah. but you're doing it. Um, so, 
Um, Joy believed that Wade should live in the United States. Dennis's mental health started declining more and more. And Granny, who I think Granny was Joy, is Joy's mother, not Mm -hmm. Dennis's mother. And she says that Dennis was always in the background. Wade came first. And I bet that was fun for the whole family. Like, you have two other siblings. Like, siblings, when, like, everything is dead-ass equal, like, cannot like each other. So, I can't imagine when someone's, like, clearly the favorite or being, like, having everything done to cater to them. Especially when it's the youngest. But... So Shane, Wade's older brother, says it became the mom and Wade show. Shane says that Joy was not the mom that he grew up with at that point. Which, ouch, like, that, like I would feel bad if my kid mm-hmm. felt like that. And Joy was very determined to go on to this new life. Like, I bet you, you were. You are fucking selfish. And... I, I do always think it's sad to hear kids talk matter-of-factly about stuff like that. Like, not not in terms of their age, but, like, if someone's their child and it's, like, something that seems so wrong and it's, like, well, look, my parents just fucked up. There's nothing I can say about it. So you're just matter-of-fact about it. Like, I don't know why I think that's sad, but I do. Um, so... I mean, I just, I would feel like a lot of guilt if my kids said like that about it. So Shane says it wasn't about the family anymore. It was about moving to the United States, starting this new opportunity for Wade, but also for his mom as well. She just kind of used Wade as the excuse. And it was probably all her choice, like the easiest way for her to get out of her marriage, the easiest way for her to get on the other side of the world. She has, like, if she's contemplating breaking up this marriage and she thinks she's just going to be, like, hobnobbing with celebrities because she's, like, a friend of Michael Jackson, then she probably is thinking, like, she's going to walk into something and marry some rich-ass dude. And she seems like that type that would have been, like, okay. Um, And I wrote, I am not sure if this was just because we recently did dear Zachary but I'm half expecting them to say he committed suicide (laughs) um Joy says that she had a diary and there was a quote for every day so Joy found inspiration in one of the most annoying cliched quotes on earth and she says today is the first day of the rest of your life so she decided to bounce and move to the United States she's like that's my sign So, Granny says that Michael encouraged Joy to go over there to the United States. And it's like, don't you people wonder why? Like, that's, like, a weird thing. Like, I get that we've all grown up with these, like, movies where it's like, oh, you get picked out of nowhere to have this extraordinary life. But, like, I feel like you ask some questions. Like, I would think it's very weird. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. fucking you. And you're going to move my family to the United States or you're part of my family to the United States and pay for it like I'm gonna want to know why you're willing to do this because rich people are typically not known for being like that generous like someone just plucked you out of the blue like that but it's also one of those things like when you really want something to work out like you're probably just like you see what you want to see you read into it what you want to read into it 
and I, I don't know. So Granny says that Michael made the arrangements for where Joy and Wade would stay, and Granny says that Michael was to blame for everything, and he was to blame for a lot of things that happened. It's like, no, I think, I mean, like, he has his part for sure, but, like, you all have to take, like, what Joy's part was in this, too, because you're supposed to be the parents and making decisions together for what's best Mm -hmm. for these kids. And, like, if it wasn't their whole goal his childhood to get him some deal or something, then like you're the one that changed everything like on the drop of a dime. So, um, Chantal said that she was given a choice of where to live, but obviously she would end up going with Wade and her mom. Dennis asked Chantal not to leave him. And Wade says that he is sure his father felt like they were leaving and never coming back. And that is awful. Um, Shane said that he used to have dreams about his family dying and Shane is crying and I'm very uncomfortable. He says that his grandma was moaning and crying and granny says she was at the airport with Dennis and it was sad watching family get on the plane. Like that sounds traumatic. Shane says that was a tough day and that was the end of the family and poor fucking Shane. Like he got left behind. Mm. That's rude. Joy is like at the time I didn't care, which Clearly, she said that her dad asked her if she had lost her mind. And I feel like, am I missing something? Like, it seems very weird. Like, that they're just, like, it feels like there was some fight that we didn't hear about or something. Like, why, why is one of your kids not going? And, like, is it that he felt like he had to stay with the dad because you were taking the other two kids? Or, like, did you not want him to go? Uh, I bet he chose to stay there because, like, wasn't he, like, he was probably in high school or something and didn't want to leave all of his friends. And Yeah, but I feel like I don't trust Joy, yeah. so I need to hear that. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, they, they went to California and Wade thought that they would just be moving in with Michael. So he was shocked when they moved into an apartment and that he didn't hear from Michael for a few weeks. Joy says she knew right away something changed and something was different. So the apartment had not been paid for joy had to give them a credit card and i laughed at that it's like oh this bitch thought oh i'm just gonna go live on someone else's dime could you imagine like the panic like that drop Mm. of her stomach like of her you know like heart into her stomach she was probably like oh my god i played my hand wrong i should have acted like weed could have lived with michael that year like if Michael, like, was going to pay all her living, like, she probably was, like, terrified. Like, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to go back with my stupid fucking husband. So she, like, she just seemed like she was clinging to even being just, like, remotely famous. Like, she just wanted that so bad, which is weird. But I don't like a lot of attention. So maybe that's like how, if like you don't mind all that attention, maybe you do like stuff like that. But um, they had talked about Wade doing the black or white video and Michael's people had said they were renting a car so they could drive themselves to the studio, which was weird for them because they normally just went with Michael. Wade says that the first time they saw Michael after they moved was for the black or white video that Wade was supposed to dance in cut to Macaulay Culkin dancing Mm -hmm. in that video. Ouch. Like, Wade says that experience was very hard for him. It was the first time he came up against this new friend, Macaulay Culkin. 
man, Macaulay Culkin is a fucking mess. Oh, he is anymore. Now. He, I, I thought he was like, did like. No, he's, I don't think he's like that anymore. I hope not. But Macaulay was where Wade normally was, right by Michael's side. And like he was with him every moment. So Wade was on the sideline watching. And so Wade says it was confusing for him, which I buy. Like for a kid that's confusing, kid, you're used to being like the center of people's universe. Like you tend to be the one that like everybody cares about. So like I could see him being like, that's weird. But like I don't understand why Joy seems to be like, and I thought, you know, he was just going to want to pay for everything in our life. Um, so Wade didn't know what he did wrong and, um, he was jealous and hurt and Joy says it was clear to her that Macaulay had replaced Wade in the best friend category. She must have shut her pants. You know, she was panicked. Joy says it was very hurtful and broke Wade's heart. Like, oh, I'm real sure. Joy says it made her realize that if things were going to happen, they would have to do it themselves. Like, leave it to Joy to take the complete, like, wrong point. So Jimmy says, as he got older, he didn't see Michael as much. They did kind of jump back and forth between Wade and Jimmy, but it wasn't, like, annoying the way they did it. So they were able to go to Neverland whenever they wanted. It was kind of like a vacation home. See, I think the difference between... Wade and Jimmy is like Jimmy is telling the story like it's just a story that happened and Wade seems to be telling the story like to make people think like and I'm the one Michael cared about the most of all the people that he did this to it's like what is your point um but Michael had begun introducing alcohol Michael bought a big jug of wine and got Jimmy drunk. And Michael put on porn. And Jimmy says that it got more dirty sexual. As opposed to. Like just friends touching each other. Which was kind of how Michael introduced it to him anyway. So. Uh, Michael wanted anal. And I'm going <laughs> to die. Michael stuck a finger in Jimmy's ass. And Jimmy was not a fan. And I wrote well who would be. And I said did you notice that at that point they put up a picture of Michael looking at a picture of Adolf Hitler like no and weird yeah it was very odd I was like why is that even in here um Jimmy said Michael was preparing him for a long period of time for other kids to enter um and so I think what he meant is like you might see me with other people like he kind of like prepped him for like there's you're going to see me with other friends and sometimes I'm going to be able to see you more and then I'm going to have to spend time with my other friend so Stephanie tells a story about meeting another family at Neverland and they were not very friendly um in September of 1992 Jimmy says that another boy was always around Michael Jimmy watched them get closer and closer and felt more and more like he was being pushed out and that was really hard for him a lot he had a lot of jealousy and hurt and he felt like he was no longer special and so the new kid slept in michael's room and jimmy would sleep on the couch and jimmy said it was like being cast out and he he'd like cry and cry and he would cry himself to sleep and mm-hmm. i was really sad for him he see i don't know he just seems like broken in a different way like he just seems broken and wade seems like yeah it happened but wade's determined to like yeah cash in on it or something 
Dwayne says that the first year that they were in LA, they only saw Michael about four to six times. But every time they saw each other, the sexual stuff would happen. Um, and it would make Wade feel reassured, but the family or but the feeling wouldn't last because like, you know, he wasn't spending time with them and Wade kept coming up against other children. On the dangerous tour, Michael took Brett Barnes with him. Um, and Wade had asked to go on the tour, but Michael told Wade, no, he couldn't go. Um, Michael wasn't allowed to bring children on that tour, which, you know, obviously he saw pictures of Brett Barnes and Michael. And he says that was really hurtful because <laughs> Brett was also Australian. And I was like, okay, Wade, like, that's what was extra hurtful. He was Australian, you fucking idiot. Like, so Michael began ghosting Wade, which that's embarrassing. Like, I don't know. I would think that, like, that doesn't happen very often in molestation cases. Like, you have to be like, look, I really, look, I, like, I molested this kid and now you won't fucking leave me alone. God. Joy says that after a while, I began to see a pattern. Every 12 months, there was a new boy in his life. Like, how many years did it take you to figure that out, you fucking dipshit? Like, fucking Joy. On-screen text says, Macaulay Culkin and Brett Barnes have consistently said they never had any sexual contact contact with Michael Jackson. And that was the end of part one. And I don't know. Like, Wayne just seemed more annoying. And I think at the beginning, I was like, I don't know how much I believe Wade. But, like, I guess I believe, like, in the bones of it. Like, what generally happened. And, like, Wade just exaggerates. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. James, I just want to Yeah, he is very sad. He seems very sad. And I said, I was very skeptical of Wade. I said, but that (laughs) might be because he broke up Brittany and Justin. Did you trust him at all? And I said, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, but not really. Well, yeah. Well, her life. Yeah, because he was, that. they, because she after and Justin fiasco, broke up and she went all crazy. Yeah. I know. So I blame Wade. I said, maybe Wade will be more believable in part two. <laughs> Thank you for listening to True Crime, True Family. Follow us on our Twitter at TCTFP and Instagram at TCTF Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us where you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Please leave a rating and review. We appreciate all the feedback. Join us next week.